Silverman so requested that he will share his words of testing with the call at a later point, so I'll be the final speaker. And uh, after everything that has been said, I'll, I'll just try and encapsulate very, very briefly the way that I remember Rav Harab. Although I also grew up in the Bronx, along with uh, Rav David and along with Rav Zev, and I had uh, in a neighborhood that was bordering on Mashalu, and I Baruch Hashem had the the unique pleasure of davening in Rav Cholab Shul. Um, I'd like to keep my brief remarks focused <coughs> on my memories of Rav Cholab as the menahel of our yeshiva, Shiva Shvenu Yitzhak Ochanan. Rav Cholab was glued to the base medrash. For those who remember in the audience, once upon a time, the yeshiva was one building that had everything that had all of the high school and the college and the graduate school all, all, all in one building along with the base madrash. And then they built another building, another building, and everything moved out except for the high school, the base madrash, and two offices, Rav Kharab's office and my father's Atzal's office. Those were the two who wanted to remain connected only to the base madrash. That's what brought them to the yeshiva, and, the, and that's, what, that, that's what gave them life. Rav Chalab would always be walking through the base measures in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening before, before he left. It's, it, 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 to him, was Yerushalayim Shalmayla and Yerushalayim Shalmata all mixed in together. The, Rav, uh, Rav Daniel spoke about the phrase of Oski Mitzorach Etzibur Be'amunah and stressed the word Emuna. I heard from Rav Lichtenstein that there are really two girsos uh, in Chazal and in the Rishonim as to how do we view someone who's dealing with community manners. Is Oskim Betzarche Tzibur Be'emunah and Oskim Betzaras Rabin Be'emunah. And Rav Lichtenstein felt that there was a very, very uh, fine distinction between those two phrases. Oskim Betzarche Tzibur is a person who has in mind the good of the communal institutions, who sees the larger picture, who wants to do things for the Jewish people as a whole. While Oskim Betzorche Rabim is someone who deals on the level of all the individuals and all of their personal needs. Generally, administrators, when, when they have a conflict between what's good for the institution that they're in charge of and what's good for an individual Talmidim, they tend to put the institution, its rules and regulations, above the personal problems of the individual students. Rav Chalaf was a master, was a mamash, an oman, an uman, of caring about every individual. As was mentioned, he kept copious notes of every conversation he had with every student, and he constantly bent the rules. He constantly created new rules for the good of the students, much to the consternation of many who frowned upon such an approach. He dealt with Tzorche Rabim Be'emunah. That's what he was brought, that's what he felt his job was in the yeshiva, that every Talmud should feel that he was their father, while also dealing with Tzorche Tzibor Be'emunah, again, in, in a manner that both of them managed, the two, con the two conflicting values managed to work themselves out. Rav Chavak, as I mentioned, was the menahel of the yeshiva when our kolo was established. He, he hired me, and we had many, many conversations about the nature of the kolo and how it relates to the yeshiva. 
And as I pointed out, every year he would come on his fourth father's yard site uh, to Eretz Yisrael, and he'd give a shear be'ivan both in Beit Zvul and in Grus, a shear that he worked very, very hard to prepare, and he expected that it would be meaningful. That was part of the preparation, not just the token of the shear, but how to make it meaningful for the Yerushalmim in Beit Zvul, and the same shear he would make meaningful for the Smichel students here in Grus. It was really, every year, a tremendous molechas melchevas. And in Grus, he also spoke by Agada, and as we heard, some of his kedushim. I'll just end with one of them. Dovev Sifsei Yeshenim, Sheyusif Sosov Dovros Bakever. He pointed out that there's a Gemara in Shabbos on Dafnun Heyam and Beis, where we find Arba Amesu Ve'etio Shel Nachash. As Rashi points out, pointed out that there were four individuals who were not Chote. They just died because of the advice that the, that the Nochash gave to Chava. Ve'elu hein, binyamin ben Yaakov, Amram avi Moshe, Yishai avi David, v'kil'av ben David. Rav Chalap asked a question on the Gemara that I searched through all the unfortunate that I could find and couldn't find anyone who asked the question, but it's a question that has to be asked, and that is, why in the world does the Gemara give the lineage? Isn't it obvious that Binyamin is Ben Yaakov, and that Amram is Moshe's father, and Yishai is David Amelot's father, and that Kilov is David's son. Rav Chalat gave a beautiful answer that stuck with me for years. The Gemara is teaching us that we have over here four individuals who, L'cha'ora, reached the ultimate level of life. L'cha'ora, they achieved what, what we could only dream of, to, to live a life without chayt. And Lachora, they should be our role models. And yet, we speak of Yaakov Avinu. We speak of Moshe Rabbeinu. We speak of David HaMelech as being our role models. Namely, it's very wonderful to live a pristine life, a life without chayt. But it's greater to be a leader. Even though, as was pointed out, one cannot be a leader without chayt. David could have lived the life of his father and the life of his son, but he chose to be an Osik B'tzorchei Tzibur, an Osik B'tzorchei Rabin, also Yaakov, and also Moshe. They all, to a degree, sacrificed their personal Avodat Hashem, their own potential purity and tahara, to shepherd Klal Yisrael, and viewed that as their ultimate Avodat Hashem, viewed that as their Ikar Avodat Hashem. And such was Rav Chalap himself, Rav Zvulun Rabbeinu. Tehenish Maso, Shru Rabbit Thank you very much all for coming. <coughs>